This week, the Snark Marks broadcast is brought to you by The Movie Clerk. Miss the days of the video store where you didn't need any details to have a movie found for you? The Movie Clerk is offering that feeling again by bringing back former video store employees to the only job that they ever loved. Longing to have information readily available on the internet told to you by a retail worker who smells vaguely of weed? Then The Movie Clerk is for you. What's that movie with the guy with the face? Or the one with that girl you know? The one that she was on that show you like? No need to turn to the internet. Just call our dedicated hotline and one of our movie technicians will let you know that that guy with the face is Ryan Gosling in La La Land and that girl from that show you like is Amelia Clark in Terminator Genesis. Craving a truly nostalgic experience? Then go to one of our in-store kiosks to be ignored by a teen who is working their first job or judged by a man in his 30s who's working on his unpublished screenplay during work hours. And that guy doesn't understand how you don't know that The Hunger Games is just a knockoff of a Japanese movie called Battle Royale. Sign up today and receive 30% off your next recommendation with the code SNARTMARKS. That's the movie clerks. We don't make movies. We just watch them. All right, this is where I would play the theme song, uh, but you guys saw us try to load the theme song last week. It didn't work very well, and now it's not working at all on this (laughs) thing that we pay for. So uh, I'll just play it now. Magic of editing. Welcome, Snark Marks, everybody. We are Just imagine a, the theme song. You know the theme song. Yeah, we are a very funny podcast out of Central Valley of California. I'm Andrew. That's Dusty. Hey, hey. Uh, follow us on YouTube. We are now on YouTube. We uh, are. I'm releasing the full video shits, so like uh, you can see our smiling, beautiful faces. I'm I'm making like a sick border. Did you see the border this week, Dusty? I did see, see the border. It. Nice work. Thank you. Nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take a drink of my hot toddy after you said that one. God, that toddy's hot. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at snarkmarkspod. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Idell. Dusty's on Twitter at snarkmarkd. Dusty, you got to go on that Instagram, dog. That's yeah, fun. I just I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't really do any of those things. Like I rarely post on Facebook. I rarely post on Twitter anymore. That's and the thing, though. I'm, go ahead. Sorry. Like, well, an Instagram, like, I just don't think that anything I'm doing is ever that interesting. And so I'm like, who would care? And I'd just be taking pictures of the same place. Here's me at the movie theater this week. And then here's me at the movie theater again next week. You got, you got to understand, Dusty. You either have to be an uninteresting person who does interesting things or an interesting person. And you're an interesting person. <laughs> I, perhaps i don't know yeah. i i don't even think i'm that interesting you know but yeah but that's that's because it's your you you know right you, yeah I, I i don't interest me even though i know i'm interesting that's the difference between us oh right I'm a little real I'm, I'll, I'll let myself go there my cat is just steady knocking pills off of my counter right now i've got i've got my medicine on my counter he's just he loves knocking it off the counter i don't know if you guys heard uh, that 
I was going to say, is your uh, hot toddy for medicinal purposes? That's the only no, reason man. people drink hot toddies, right? Or is, is it an if, enjoyment listen, toddy? If you're drinking something with alcohol for medicinal purposes, you're missing the point of medicinal purposes, right? Yeah. Because alcohol is really bad for your immune system. You know what I mean? But tell um, it to Doc Holiday, dude. You know what I mean? I was gonna, he's, he's dead as fuck, you know? I was going to have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gonna... Yeah, I guess ultimately it didn't work, right? He's, yeah. he's, if you're using that as your scale, then nothing's good enough. I know? ain't never gonna die. Watch, watch me. <laughs> yeah, prove it. Prove that I'm wrong right now. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. I've, uh, God has tried to kill me millions of times. God can't do it. If God can't do it, who can? Yeah. If only man could be uh, subsist off of his ego. Then you would truly never die. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I went to Vaughn's. Um, I was gonna I was gonna make hot buttered bourbon. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's what it is. It's 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 hot. <laughs> you you take apple cider, you uh, simmer it in a saucepan. You then take some butter and some cinnamon and some nutmeg and some uh, cloves, and you whisk all that shit up. And you put it in the simmering cider, and then uh, you let that steep and get all nice and fucking buttery and creamy and all that good stuff. And then you put it in a thing, and then you put uh, bourbon in it, and you get drunk. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, you get you get uh, winter drunk where it's yeah, warm. And winter, nice. oh, yeah, winter. Oh goddamn! Uh, so I was like, <laughs> I was in Vons, and I had the spices in my little the little hand cart thing. And I'm standing there and I go, you know what? This drink is going to give me a stomachache. <laughs> it does sound kind of, it does sound sweet for your taste. Yeah. 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 And, and so uh, I, I, I will at some point do the buttered, the buttered, uh, buttered bourbon. Okay. Yeah. I did buttered rum at my sister Amy's house. It was really good. Um, I want to try the buttered bourbon because I'm more of a whiskey guy. I don't really like rum that much. Uh, but I went with hot toddy because it's just lemon, honey, water, cinnamon stick, and some uh, good old American Maker's Mark whiskey. You know what I mean? Okay. Nice. <laughs> now, when you make the buttered bourbon, are you going to buy... God, that toddy's but... <clears throat> hot. Sorry. <laughs> are you going to buy a nice bourbon, kind of middle-of-the-road bourbon? I'll probably Would just it... make it with Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark's pretty okay. good. It's not the Maker's best. Mark is pretty good. Yeah, uh, so... I, got, I like Bullet. Um, Bullet's pretty good. That was actually the one I went to go get was Bullet. Yeah. Uh, I do like Bullet quite a bit. I don't know which one is like considered the better one, um, but Maker's Mark I've always liked, and um, being a Vons member, I got a really good price on this Maker's Mark. Um, right. They were very but, similarly priced, and I've always liked Maker's Mark. So uh, Maker's I Mark also feels fancy because it has the wax seal. Yeah. yeah, that makes it seem like it's like I don't know uh, the contents or like uh, how they make it or any of those things, but I know that they're the only ones that are like stamped with a candle, and that makes it certainly seem like it's much better. You don't wax seal garbage. You know what I mean? Why would you wax seal it? <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna seep out anyway. You know. Imagine if like Jack Daniels was wax sealed. Oh man, the hillbillies would go crazy. I hurt myself today trying to get the wax off this goddamn thing because you have the tab that you pull off, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> I'm an Make, idiot, and makes it seem like I, it's from a king, you know? So yeah, so I pull I pull the tab all the way around, and then I tried to peel the 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 wax like off the cap on the top. 
Yeah. It stuck to that cap. (laughs) Yeah. I almost ripped like three of my fingernails off doing it. They're not making an inferior product. I'll tell you that. No, they're not. Like that, that baby is sealed up. They know how to wax that shit. You know what I mean? Um, Uh, So, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, everybody who's listening, of course, this comes out on Christmas Eve. So we've sort of created a holiday themed, uh, show. And of course, uh, uh, happy holidays to everyone who celebrates whatever you celebrate. I hope you have a great time. Uh, what do you have any family like Christmas traditions from when you were a kid, Andrew? Is there like anything from when you were growing up? Um, well, we, we used to, we used to get together and do uh, strawberry waffles every morning on Christmas. We would do strawberry mm-hmm. waffles with bacon and coffee. We would be all in our jammies and then all the kids would, would, uh, would uh open presents this was at my sister's husband's family's house and okay. uh, then everybody fucked off to idaho so i don't have anything I, I literally called my dad today it's four days till christmas and i was like hey what are we doing for till, for christmas and he's like i don't know um yeah because yeah, uh at least a considerable part of your family still lives here so you could yeah but together. the fun ones the fun ones bounce you know what i mean uh, <laughs> it's just me and my dad uh no i love my dad uh but uh, we don't have established traditions anymore because the established right. traditions were with everybody who moved. So right. it's been chicken with our head cut off situation for a few years now. You know, I, there's going to be one of these years that I just like, I'm like, I'm going to like Costa Rica for Christmas. You know, yeah, I was gonna gonna say, be I'm surprised that you Mean don't hops. play golf on Christmas, but I don't know if you can play golf on Christmas. Uh, it's weather permitting. Not, I mean, I don't think golf courses, golf courses are surprisingly pretty open on holidays. I don't know if they're open on Christmas though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked, but, um, I haven't played golf in a while. I've, I've, I've lived in Bakersfield since May. I haven't played a full 18 holes of golf except for those tournaments that I played in, uh, two times, uh, the whole time I've lived here. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I've been, just I've been doing... time permitting is a issue. Yeah, and, or you're you know, spoiled, and you're like, I will only play if there are minor celebrities or Anthony Anderson at the golf course whenever I go. Yeah, I'll only play if Miss Parker from Friday's on my team from now on. <laughs> right, um, which really puts you in a tough situation for like. Yeah, because Kathleen game. is a busy woman. She's yeah. a very sweet woman, but she's but no, uh, it's just it's expensive. It takes a lot of time. Uh, I want to go to the gym and I don't, I barely have very much time at all. We've, by the way, we got to do our goals podcast next week. Right. That's the new year. Well, we have to, uh, talk about if we we recap the the goals goals. and then we have to set new goals. New goals. Um, Yeah. So, uh, and so I've been, I've, I've, I'm still like every week the goal, well, for a little teaser on the goals podcast, doing a goal for how many times I want to go to the gym a week has really helped me go to the gym a lot more. Nice. But having to go to the gym so often has really made me sacrifice going playing golf, which kind of sucks. Uh, so I got to right. I got to figure out I got to play more golf in 2024. Dude, golf's good for me. So um but, but like, I did practice. Kid, oh, you did practice. Okay. Yeah, I practiced yeah. a bit. But like as a kid, do you have like a favorite Christmas like thing you used to do. Listen, way to walk me back to the topic. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah, you know. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think I can speak for both of us. Man, like, that toddy's hot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my early Christmas 
uh, traditions or memories are all related to church, being in the church play, going to the church, the candlelight uh, service, candlelight service. Yeah. And like, I just, I can't go to the Christmas play now because it's just, it's bad. They're all bad. Like (laughs) I know everybody's trying their hardest, but it's difficult, you know, to sit there and just like, we're telling the story of Jesus and it's just like, everybody's forgetting their lines. There's three kids that are sheep. Like it's a tough, it's a tough go all the way around. You're in the back going, not believable. (laughs) I don't believe that that kid could be the savior. This is pedantic, pedantic. (laughs) Look, you know, I'm just, I'm saying I've seen movies now. (laughs) And I was a bad kid actor. It's just, it's not my fault. You're just, you know, you're doing the best you can, but like, that's a lot of like, early memories and then i just remember uh every year breaking down my poor uh overworked mom for chris for christmas presents as soon as they were available hey let me open one of those hey let me get it one of those she's too tired to say no well about day 18 (laughs) it's just like if you open this will you leave me alone and of yeah Cause, uh, that also coincided with school break. You know what I mean? So like now I'm, I'm there all the time and there's just an unrelenting, uh, <laughs> like, let me just get one. Let me get at one of these things. And then <laughs> by <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> yeah, by Christmas Eve g- game over, dude. So I, I won, but I lost. Cause I would always say, oh, I won't be mad that I don't have anything to open on Christmas. I'll have all this new awesome stuff. So I won't care. But then yeah. Christmas gets there. A little bit sad. Nothing to open, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a little similar in the in the sense that I didn't ask to open pres- presents early, but pretty often I would do the whole, uh, "Hey, can I get this? It counts as my Christmas present." Situation. Right. Um, I pulled that shit a few times, and uh, like uh, I got a baseball glove and like uh, basketball shoes, and it was it was usually nice sports gear. They got me right because I didn't really but, give a shit about anything else. So like, if you're cashing that in early, then it's real tough. If uh, if your if your parents hold you to your word, you know. Yeah, it, and well, we were poor, so like, uh, right. do we? I, I, we would like, uh, but I remember, um, I remember the most excited I've ever been. I think, except for gaming consoles. I mean, the the Christmas you got the PlayStation was unbelievable. Yeah. Just absolutely all, unbelievable. That's an all time. That's that's the core memory. If someone wants me to think of something joyful, you know, your life changed. Yeah. I remember my sister like being like, "We got a PlayStation!" <laughs> like freaking out. Um, but aside from game console, I remember uh, walking into our living room and seeing a golf bag that has a stand, like one of those uh, you've seen those where you like, yeah. You put it down, the, the legs kick out. Oh, yeah. I was the coolest fucking person. Is a Wilson bag. I was so excited. Uh, I was so like, ha- I loved my dad so much when I saw that freaking thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, you you miss you miss Christmas a little bit. There's also been some fucking really bad gifts. You know, people would give me Transformers, not knowing that I'm a weirdo kid that didn't like toys. 
Um, right. You'd rather just throw a, a, a baseball against a wall for seven yeah. hours. Give yeah. me a bouncy ball on a wall. I like that a lot more yeah. than whatever fucking remote control car that you gave me. You know what I mean? You are kind of a cat. Like as a pro, you know, cause like <laughs> uh, we, we bought some cat toys for our cats recently. And the thing they love the most is the box that the cat toys came in. So like, oh, yeah. they'll bolt, there are three cats. Two of them will try to be in this box at the same time. Like they both love this box and they could not oh, yeah. care less about the, the toy that we got. Yeah. They hate the toy. Like <laughs> They just want to be in that box. So. Listen, everybody uh, knows that I want to be in that box, Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, that toddy's hot. <laughs> my my greatest uh, Christmas, I don't know, because we were also poor. Like, I don't know how my mom pulled this off, but I remember <clears throat> it might not even been Christmas Day. I think it was around Christmas. She came home one day and was just like, hey, there's something in the trunk can you come help me get it? And I was like, yeah, okay. And your, I your opened... biggest enemy t- hog tied in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> the second grader. who used to pick on me also. Uh, so, uh, I opened the trunk and there's a karate gi in there. And, <laughs> a su- <laughs> and oh, it's a, fucking great. A super Nintendo. Like, oh my god! Yeah, that like, is, that is, born in the '80s slash '90 kid fucking yeah. jackpot. That's the a gold karate medal, dude. That's... And a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Now, was I signed up for karate classes? No, I was not. <laughs> did I have an interest in karate? Of course, I did. Now That's there, a... there's a there. <laughs> there was a there's an Asian kid in Exeter with no clothes on. <laughs> Walking the streets looking for the woman who stole his Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, here's what I think happened. Because, like, we we definitely didn't have it like that. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, like, my mom used to take my Nintendo to the pawn shop when it had value to pawn my Nintendo and my games, like, if we had to pay the electric bill or something. And, yeah. uh, like, she would always uh, frame it She'd be like, as look. Though, I'm going to get you this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Every once in a while, it's not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing was, she would frame it as though it were my decision. She would be like, is it okay if I pawn the Nintendo to pay the light bill? And I'd be like, well, I'm like eight years old. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? We need the lights. So what do I do? I can't. She's like, pl- she's like we do need the lights. <laughs> yeah. Like, will the Nintendo work if there's no electricity? The answer is no. So clearly we're going to have to do, we're going to have to work some stuff out. And Dusty might, I remind you, it's the most expensive thing in the house. (laughs) Right. It's literally the only thing we can pawn. Yeah. If we had had 15 toasters, I'd be able to do it. You know, but (laughs) right. It's literally the only thing that we can live without that we can extract value from. Uh, And so I think she went to the pawn shop and somebody in a similar situation had had to pawn their uh, Super Nintendo slash Karate Gi, <laughs> and it just worked out that day that that was that was my that was like right in my wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> uh, like that's the only thing I can think of. 
uh, is that that's, and so best day ever. And the Super Nintendo came with Street Fighter 2. So, you know, I was up in Street Fighter 2. Just wearing the karate gi. Wearing the karate gi. Well, using the karate gi for my pretend wrestling characters that I had as a kid because, uh, you know, I'm an only child. So I would like make up wrestling matches and I would be one and I would be one of the wrestlers. And I, so karate gi was mostly used for that. Never took karate. So <laughs> I had the gi though. Was ready in case karate class. Karate classes also cost money. So we couldn't swing that, but I could get the gi, definitely. I've been sitting here for minutes trying to figure out how to make gi whiz funny. Um, <laughs> you, you and everyone else, man. I guess yeah. the best way to do it is just to acknowledge it. You know yeah, what I mean? Just to say um, that. <laughs> so you don't want so, so we went. <laughs> I, I love the visual of a karate gi and a Super Nintendo. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh uh, man, and I'm surprised and, I haven't heard about that yet. And it was it was uh excitement upon excitement cuz the karate gi was like cool enough, you yeah. know. And I was like, "Hell yeah." And then under the karate gi, you're talking about a Super Nintendo? Like when it's <laughs> when it's first hit in the street, when it's hot? <laughs> Gee Willikers, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you couldn't have you couldn't have told me that I'd ever experience a more joyous day than the one than the one that I had that day. That's wonderful. The pure unadulterated joy. Um so uh last week I say we do the presents now. Yeah. I'm here for it. I say we get them done. Okay. Uh because uh, we've got other things to get to. Last week we said we decided that we are each going to get on Amazon and buy each other cheap, uh, funny gifts, ridiculous things, or just cool things, whatever you went, whatever we went with. So, um, the my issue today is I have three am I had three Amazon packages in my uh, in my uh, my mailbox. Ooh, so yeah. I believe this one right here to be the one that you got me do you think I it'll fit in this i think so there are two items oh. um because i went with one thing that is ridiculous that i think you might enjoy actually and then another okay. thing that i know is going to make you furious okay <laughs> so i, I like uh, that do you want to go first yeah. or do you want to go second um i will go first okay uh and so i have here the uh, package that Andrew got me. What was your thought process behind the first? It? The first thing. This isn't what it is, but the first thing I googled was novelty Nirvana. I wanted okay. to see if there was like some stupid ass Kurt Cobain, uh, like little figurine or like something stupid, right. you know. And I couldn't find anything good enough. The second thing that I googled was, I swear to God, Bill Engvall, um, and. Uh, the third thing I looked up was Bill Engvall poster. Cause if you put in Bill Engvall in Amazon, then uh, it's just a bunch of bullshit that you can rent on Amazon. Um, right. And I wanted to give you something physical. There's a bunch of his comedy DVDs and stuff like that, but I didn't feel like that hit hard enough. So I was going to do Bill Engvall poster. If there was a good enough one, there wasn't. And then I just put in, uh, I put in, uh, Oh, I, I looked up sarcastic t-shirts. Like a lot of sarcastic t-shirts. Right. Um, that was like, uh, you know, if you don't get my sarcasm, sorry, I'm too smart for you and shit like that. Right. Um, but this popped up. 
Okay. And as if sent from heaven. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to mute my microphone so that so I you can don't open hear all this. the rapping. Yeah. And then well, you I better will. open it. I, but you, you have to be unmuted for the reveal, right? Okay. So like, so I'll rip, I'll rip it open, but I won't look and then I'll unmute myself. There you go. There you go. Okay. Be right back. Yeah. A fucking badger jumps out of the. <laughs> it's just a raccoon. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I thought about like, is there anything I could get that would literally <laughs> jump out of the thing? <laughs> okay. So I'm now holding a second package. Uh, we're out of the Amazon package. Oh, so there's two to... packages. Okay. Yeah. I didn't um, think there'd be so two gonna, packages. I'm going to take a look and we'll see if I can see what it is. And you I'll probably you won't know. be able to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Dude, what, what even is this? It is a. It, I'm not sure that I can open this. It's in like a. Oh, here we go. It's like vacuum sealed in the in the. Oh thing. Jesus! Yeah. This, so, my friends. Yeah. Dear God, this is a flaming hot Cheetos. Oh man. Yeah, and so I I didn't guess at your size. They had small and 2X left, so I just went with 2X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better to be, look, I want to be comfortable when I wear this out. I want you to be able to, I want it to actually be able to fit on you. You you, you want a big Cheeto shirt, not a tiny (laughs) Cheeto shirt. You know what I mean? It's much So you can wear that to weddings. You can yeah. wear that to Christmas uh, Christmas parties. If you could uh, hold the Cheeto side towards the camera, just so uh, everybody can see the whole thing. I'll tell you this, my friend. Oh, it is it's double-sided. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is, dude. It's, is it? Is it like? Is it like soft and kind of like silky? What kind of material are we talking here? Yeah, it feels sort of nylony, but it's also like for sure polyester. You know, <laughs> like uh, this is gonna this will melt if I put it in the dryer. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take care with the <laughs> the washing instructions of this flaming hot Cheeto shirt. Uh, I I am also gonna tell you this. Yeah. This upcoming Saturday, I'm going to a family Christmas thing, and I'm going to watch the Iron Claw. I will be wearing this flaming hot Cheeto shirt <laughs> to one, if not both of those events. So, listen, all I want is a picture of you wearing it. Uh, I will. I was so excited when I saw it. Um, when I when I saw that there were sizes out, I was like, God, I hope it's not just like there's just like children sizes left. Right. And uh, um, it's gonna be big, imagine, but you know what? It's gonna be funny. Imagine every. <laughs> Every size but small and two X are taken up. <laughs> I know. But that means <laughs> the the amount of flaming Cheeto shirts out there's got to be way more than I thought. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, the thing. This is a very popular item, apparently. Yeah, I'm gonna wear it to the Iron Claw as like a funny reprieve from the sadness of that movie. Like, yeah. other people in the theater will be like, man, that movie's a bummer, but did you see that guy in his Flaming Hot Cheeto that shirt? Flaming Hot Cheeto shirt? That was boss. Uh, <laughs> I need to know where I can get one. All right. If any shirt's boss, it's that one. So I, yeah. I, I have I have opened and put my hand in the package, right? Okay. I've got two things in my hand. Uh, okay. 
They both are books. Did you give me two books? I got you two books. Yes. Okay. Okay. I have the correct one in my hand. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll I'll go. Okay. Actually, is there an order in which you want me to look at these? Because I, I, I have a way to do this. Okay. Um. Yes. Because I could. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to yeah. hold them both up to the camera. Okay. And you tell me which one to look at first. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. I've got both in my hands. Okay. Do you want me to look at this one first or this one? Uh, the one you just put up. This one? Yes. Okay. So this is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, Dusty got me a book, Deeper Thoughts by Jack Handy. Uh, if people don't, people don't know, Jack Handy is one of the most brilliant uh, comedy writers in the history of the world. Uh, he worked on Saturday Night Live and he did uh, Deep Thoughts. Uh, um, we'll, we'll read one. Um, whether they live in an igloo or a grass shack or a mud hut, people all around the world want the same thing, a better house. <laughs> Look at that. That's a deep thought. Yeah. Yeah. Something tells me that the first mousetrap wasn't designed to catch mice at all, but to protect little cheese gems from the burglars. <laughs> 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 he's, he's got one that's like, if you ever drop your keys into a lake of molten lava, just let them go. Because, <laughs> man, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> um, yeah, I... So, that's part one. That's I, what, I th- I w- what I thought I you wish- would enjoy. So go ahead. I wish my name was Todd because then I could say, yes, my name's Todd, Todd Blankenship. Oh, I also wish my last name was Blankenship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, that might be uh, something you'd enjoy. You're not going to get a ton right. of uh, like reuse value out of that. It's, or, or, <clears throat> it's a good coffee table book. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Thank good you. Good novelty. Second okay, item. <laughs> second item. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I can like show this at my house. Uh, 500 Chuck Norris jokes. Uh, the roundhouse kick edition. <laughs> As J- Dusty and I have talked about ad nauseum, uh, we have also mentioned it on the podcast, but hey, you probably haven't listened to every episode. Uh, I hate Chuck Norris jokes. Uh, they're, they're the, the unfunnies love Chuck Norris jokes. And, uh, you know, you know me. I I use unfunny as a slur, and the unfunnies are big fans of the Chuck Norris jokes. You want to hear a couple of them? Please. That's the whole reason I sent you the book. I'm reading to. Uh, I, I, you know what? I might just keep it like uh, handy, and then like a random times in the podcast, I'll read uh, a Chuck Norris joke. You know what yeah. I mean? Like throughout the the podcast history, not just today. Um, surveillance cameras feel Chuck Norris is watching them. Oh my god, dude! I fucking hate these so bad. <laughs> Um, Chuck Norris eats on the bus. Chuck Norris poops lightsabers. Somebody made money <laughs> by making this book, Dusty. Yeah. They got $6.99 when Alexand- for me. When Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, he already had three missed calls from Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris won at poker with Pokemon cards. There is no theory of evolution, just a list of creatures Chuck Norris is allowed to live. <laughs> I just fucking, I, dude, I hate it. I hate him so much, but that's, that's great. 
That's I so, mean you did what I you 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 succeeded at what I was trying to do with the Bill Ingvall thing. Um, yeah. That would have been funny if we both went and sent each other hacky comedy shit, yeah, but I couldn't find the right Bill Ingvall thing to send you. Well, so my initial thought was I wanted to get you one of those like big bathroom reader books of terrible jokes. Yeah. You know? I was going to send you a one, my, joke book was one of my first things to think about too. And I kept looking and it's like it was like a thousand and one jokes uh for kids or like the best uh 101 dad jokes or like what and i just couldn't find what felt suitable yeah and then i was like oh shit i used to have the deep thoughts with jack handy books and but those are actually funny jack handy's those are good yeah (laughs) yeah and not all of them hit but jack handy is a legitimately funny person uh and so they all hit with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, right. The but, well, and they, they all have that, like, uh, that Mitch Hedberg quality to them. I wish unique. my name was Todd Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. You know. They're not fucking Chuck Norris bashes two pans into his eggs for breakfast. Dude, what the fuck? Man? <laughs> so I'm so sad that somebody made money off of this. That is not even the only, there are a ton of Chuck Norris joke books. Uh, and so that's my that was my first thought was like, oh, I should get a Chuck Norris joke book because Andrew hates. It. <laughs> I don't know that that's the sentiment of the holidays, but I was just like, Andrew hates Chuck Norris jokes. That would be very funny to send him. So Dude, the... oh my God. I didn't even know it was the roundhouse edition. That makes it <laughs> that makes it extra good. These are these are just like it's just so stupid. Like, um. The, the back says, a book for real Chuck Norris fans. Here, every, everyone gets his money's worth. That's a fucking lie and a half. Um, <laughs> with old classics and guaranteed never heard new jokes bundled in a unique collection, period. This is written, the back of this is written by, you know those like dads that like, uh, those like 50-year-old dads that post uh, political things on Facebook and they're really bad at punctuation? Yeah. This just doesn't flow very well. Like that that is a this is a full sentence with with old classics and guaranteed never heard jokes bundled in a unique collection. That's a that's a beginning of an end of a sentence. That's not supposed to be. That's supposed to be after a comma or right. followed by a comma and the rest of the fucking sentence is on there, you know? Um this roundhouse kick edi- the roundhouse kick edition. Also full sentence. <laughs> the roundhouse kick edition. Right. Uh, you have to give it its it, own its own sentence. In this unique collection, the coolest, funniest, and truest jokes are bundled. That's a, that's a that's a fine sentence. It's a sure. it's a false sentence, but it's it's a fine <laughs> sentence. And then it says, "Pure laughter guarantee." Three exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, people like the 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 dads who are posting political stuff on Facebook. They love nothing more than three exclamation points, except for maybe three question marks. They love three question marks. Yeah. Well, it's got to be in groups of three. Picture. <laughs> that's the picture also helped sell it for me. Uh, that's why I decided on that one. It's a really good. It's a. It is a. This is this is a slam dunk, Dusty. You yeah. like it's horrible. It's fucking bad. <laughs> I've outdone it's myself. The, yeah. The last joke is there are no Chuck Norris jokes. They are all facts. Tell them they're wrong. Moment of, you know? moment of silence. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> for um, co- for comedy. For the yeah. death of comedy, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll do a twenty-one fucking suicide salute. We'll do uh, we'll do <laughs> we'll do one more. Let me pick uh, page thirty-six. 
Just read me the first one. Do you think the pages are numbered, Dusty? Are they not numbered? They didn't even number the goddamn pages. Uh, uh, Here, I'll count to 36. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So the second page of this one. Yeah. Uh, which, which joke? What number joke do you want from this one? The fifth joke. One, two, three, four, five. Chuck Norris bashes a two. I already said that one. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck Norris bashes two pans into his eggs for breakfast. We'll go number four. When Chuck Norris is buried, he carries his coffin himself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I couldn't think of anything better to send to you. uh, Like, and I looked for a lot of different joke books. The joke book was the only idea I had. Um, it's funny because it literally, like, before I started looking things up, I thought joke book. But I was like, man, the Chuck Norris joke book is a good idea. Because I didn't think of, like, I was like, man, like, what am I? Because I have, like, where is it? Oh, I'll show you. Hold on. Yeah. I have a Milton Burl's private joke file. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's... And, uh... <laughs> Milton Berle actually funny. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, does that have a page 36? It does. There's a whole thing on black jokes. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't read this at all. As soon as I turned it to it, it said black jokes. Oh, no. I'm not going to read any of those on here. But I, I definitely want to. I definitely we'll just tell them at dinner parties. Yeah. What You said 36? Yeah. I can't believe there's a whole section on black jokes. Uh, anecdotes. Um, which one do you want? Hit me with the second one. George S. Kaufman, the brilliant playwright and wit, walked into the office of Jed Harris one day. Harris, a producer, was a man of unique habits. On his on this occasion, he was seated nude at his desk. Without batting an eye, Kaufman said matter-of-factly, Jed, your fly's open. <laughs> See? Jed gets it. Yeah. Better That's than any it. of the Chuck Norris jokes. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you want to hear one of the black jokes? I'm just kidding. No. I'm not do that. <laughs> uh, the other thing about the Chuck Norris joke book is, that's interesting is like a lot of those I think came from like a Reddit or from some sort of early internet thing. And some dude has just collected all of those jokes and then published them and made money off of like, he didn't write all those Chuck Norris jokes, you know, and not that they're all funny or anything. No, but you're like, right. He's, he compiled yeah. them right it's just a list so it's not like and i guess that it said what new there are new jokes so maybe that's how he got around it but he definitely yeah, he, didn't write every joke in that book no i've heard a couple of these yeah chug norris can drown fish i've heard that a million times yeah i bet the one about uh chuck norris got bit by a cobra and after four excruciating days of pain the cobra died you know, I'm sure that guarantee there. there's some version of that in this. Yeah, there's a uh, section of black jokes in this. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Odd, oddly, there's a lot of things he says about Asian people in this book. Yeah. Ch- Chuck Norris is also allowed to carry the yellow bag at IKEA. What the Great fuck, man. <laughs> I'm so Chuck happy. Norris took the frame out with him when he was born. What? Chuck Norris has Wi-Fi in space. Chuck Norris doesn't have pimples. They'd be too afraid to be squeezed by Chuck Norris anyway. When Chuck Norris walks into a room, even the chairs stand up. Holy shit. <laughs> Comedy's dead, dude. Like <laughs> That's it? Where you're calling it? 
this is <laughs> the picture. You can't even really. I don't know if you could tell on this because it's like glossy, but the picture on the front is like super low res. <laughs> no. Look, I'm telling you, this dude. And there's lightning. Yeah, he got to the first. He got there first. That's like the thing that happened. Is that's why or he, he got there seventy eighth. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, but yeah. like, <laughs> fucking morons will buy this shit and they won't. Six ninety nine. They won't buy Milton Berle's private joke <laughs> file. Over a hundred, ten thousand of the best ga- his best gags, anecdotes, and one liners. I I wonder if he, how many of these he actually wrote. Right, because in comedy, like, like people like their their street jokes or like jokes right. that like multiple guys shared or like a guy had writers or like um, or anecdotes that like he overheard. I'm sure that he just put in the book. Oh yeah, I mean that yeah. was very very common. Back in the day, he's like the black ones are all mine. <laughs> all right, yeah. dude, all right, Milton. <laughs> a, he's very insistent, you know. <laughs> he's really holding on to those black jokes. My, yeah. so my dad bought me this joke, this book. Um, Starting to make sense. There's a bunch of golf jokes. <laughs> there's a bunch of I didn't know it was by subject. I just like when I opened it, the fucking top of the page said black jokes. Yeah, the, um, I really wanted like the big bathroom reader of jokes or like. The somebody I know one time gave me a book of like the 1001 uh, dirty inappropriate jokes or whatever. And I was like, why would you give this to me? Because you think I'm a funny person. This insults me if you think I'm a a funny person that I would think this is funny because I bet all of these jokes are bad. Yeah, a lot of people just don't understand. Like I was uh, there's different types of funny people like I was at. um the, t- the type of people that like the Chuck Norris joke are the same people that I'm talking about right now. I was at the gym yesterday, and a guy showed up to the gym in a Hasbulla shirt. Do you know who Hasbulla is? Is that the little, well, I don't know. The little guy? Yeah, yeah. Little guy? Yeah. So he's, 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 he's really like 20-something years. He's like 20, but he looks like he's like six. Yeah. And he's, he's from, uh, he's from Daz- uh, Dagestan. Uh, he hangs out with Khabib and all those guys. Um Became a big celebrity because he looks young and he hits people or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's like Andy Milanakis um, or Joe C or whoever. Yeah, but Andy Milanakis yeah. actually funny. Joe C, I'm I've heard talented, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I was just I was literally like I'm between sets. I turn, I see the guy, and I think to myself, how unfunny do you have to be to wear a Hasbro shirt? <laughs> um, because that's his. That's your personality. You're the you have you listen. You you ha- to be, to wear Hasbro shirt. You have to be the funny guy, right? But you're not funny, so right. it's the same thing as the guy who fucking he doesn't. I don't know if he necessarily buys the book. I think like old men buy the book, but um, he loves Chuck Norris jokes. That guy is a big fan, guaranteed. Well, he, the, he memorized all of them. I don't know that it's the same guy, but I I've also known um, offensive T-shirt guy. An offensive yeah. t-shirt guy, his whole personality is, I wear offensive t-shirt at places where you shouldn't wear offensive t-shirt. Yeah. I go out in public where there are families and kids, and my shirt says, I shaved my balls for this. And he's like, see, because I'm funny. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, and they yeah. like because they hear comedians be like, people are too sensitive. They think that that means that you're supposed to be able to say whatever you want, whenever you want, in any circumstances, and nobody right. is nobody can get offended. And they're like, no, I'm just making a joke. These people need to uh, need to lighten up, woke America, all that shit. It's like, yeah. no, dude, it's a whole different thing. Like right. they want to be able to say whatever they want in comedy clubs. They don't want to be able to go to a fucking nursery or like at a at a book read a children's book read at the library wearing your federal bikini inspector shirt with your uh right with your inappropriate tattoo showing you know what i mean yeah, like that, that's like, what i i can't believe people who get nudity tattoos like i just like unless it, if, if it's like a tasteful pinup or something like that and it's just uh, her titties like i think it's dumb but like i don't i, I it's I, right i don't get mad at that but people who get like obviously vulgar tattoos i'm like dude you just like you're yeah, never going to just have to like not think about covering your arms. You know what I right. mean? You're like a Spencer's gift as a person, you know, cause yeah. like that's where this guy would get his shirts. Like this guy shopped exclusively at Spencer's and I'm a band t-shirt guy. So like I go on the Spencer's cause they have band t-shirts. They have cool yeah. Band you're t-shirts. like, I barely have room to judge. <laughs> right. I'm, I look far be it glass house, <laughs> stones, et cetera, yeah. whatever metaphor you want. But like it is wild to me. Some of these things that I see on t-shirts that I'm like, who, one, who would buy this? And two, when is there, what's the appropriate time to wear this? Like, I can't imagine that there, that there's some proper time to yeah. to bring out your, what did Hitler do wrong? Really? T-shirt <laughs> like, free, free, free mustache rides. Right. Which is also a shirt that this guy I knew had. What did, what, why doesn't anyone talk about what did Hitler? I think it was, I've seen, I've seen that. Why didn't people talk about the good stuff Hitler did or something like that? Um, no, the guy, oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Let's have that conversation. Well, (laughs) I think the dude who does my tattoos, it doesn't do them anymore, but who did my tattoos said that? Well, no, he asked me, can you tell me if you eliminate the Holocaust, what did Hitler do that was so bad, really? And I was like, well, <laughs> you can't, like, <laughs> one, yeah. you can't just <laughs> brush aside that particular thing uh, as a thing. And two, plenty of stuff. Like, <laughs> still yeah. started World War II, if you, still stinks. If you, get, if you get rid of the uh, the car accident, how how was Princess Di- Diana's life tragic? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. What did the paparazzi really do wrong? You know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's, uh, I hate all of that. I, I should have thought about getting you a funny shirt, but you're not a shirt guy. So like funny shirt or not funny shirt, I guess would be more appropriate, but like it wouldn't have worked. I think joke book is way better for you. No, I think you nailed it. Plus there's an off chance that you could have someone over and they could see the Chuck Norris book. And then that's even more funny. Dude, that's literally, I'd rather than find porn. (laughs) I'd rather them uh, that section I'd, of the Milton Borough black joke book. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent would rather people find that because that I, I can explain that away. That's like a vintage thing. I didn't buy it for the, I just found out that the black jokes were in there. I've right. had that for like five years. Um, I'd rather not have, I've, I'd rather have forgotten to flush the toilet <laughs> after like a particularly <laughs> bad situation. Right. Um, I'd rather l- literally almost anything. Yeah. Um, you didn't know reason, you didn't obviously. know you left the door unlocked and they came in and you were in the shower. <laughs> oh, dude, a hundred percent. I'd rather anybody yeah. see me naked, anybody <laughs> in the world. 
<laughs> then find 500 Chuck Norris jokes in my house. Not just 500. And not, not just 500. Just, and, oh, yeah. The Roundhouse Kick Edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even... Look, I sprang... I'm a good friend. I sprang for the extra... Uh, for the Roundhouse Edition. Crisp six ninety nine. These are, these are so fucking bad, bro. <laughs> the NSA is now doomed because nothing and no one monitors Chuck Norris and survives. That's all. But see, that one's a low key political statement about our police state. So oh smart, yeah, if you think about uh, it. Listen, there's there's levels to this. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's layers. Chuck Norris sends letter bombs by email. Do you know that? Uh, Chuck <laughs> Norris plays dance with plays Just Dance with a PlayStation controller. Uh, Chuck Norris has more credit cards than Max Musterman. Who's? Do you know who Max Musterman is? <laughs> nope. I have no I gotta, idea. I'm looking, they got me Googling Max Musterman. Nope. I bet this is going to be good. <laughs> this this book has given me so much. It gives back, and that's really the spirit of Christmas, if you think about it. Oh. Max Mus- What the fuck, man? Did he invent Max Visa Musterman? Huh? Did he invent Visa or something? No. Max Musterman is. Why did you put this in this book? Uh, <laughs> Max Musterman is John Doe in Germany. So, like. Uh, oh, I see. When There's you get a, lot a sample. Of guys named Max Musterman. No, meaning it's like the word that. It's like a placeholder name. So like if they when they send out uh, when they send out the uh, credit card offers. sample sample yeah. ID cards it says Max Musterman right that's got uh, international flavor dude what the fuck that's a weird one dude. <laughs> that's definitely like, written by a German dude it's stolen off of German Reddit yeah and but, it says made in of course this was made in Las Vegas but yeah. uh, when Chuck Norris looks at a French fry it becomes a potato Chuck Norris documented the invention of a camera on video what. <laughs> Uh, Chuck Norris can throw a flumey at the ceiling outside. Dude, this fucking sucks ass. Um, I'm so yeah, glad. we'll do, we'll do, uh, we'll do a Chuck Norris joke, uh, an episode probably. Yeah. Just a roundup, you know, I have to like, I listen, but I have a reputation to protect. I have to like properly convey my contempt for the Chuck Norris jokes every time we do it. So that's fine. Uh, doesn't yeah. matter to thank me. Thank you. Still doing it. Merry Christmas, buddy. That was that was, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, Dusty. Um, so uh, we wanted to do. What did you want to do next? Um, let's do the Christmas movie. I don't know that we're doing a. I guess we could do a draft. Or if we I have... say we just do. I did a top five for me. Okay. You cool with that? I'm good with that. Yeah. Um. So do you want to go? back and forth yeah we should trade our our picks so five to one okay and we'll trade off so let me organize them real quick okay uh at number five i am putting the animated rudolph the red-nosed reindeer claymation movie Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one I, i liked that as a kid i haven't seen it enough to I didn't rank that one. I didn't rank that one. I didn't rank Frosty the Snowman. So oh, dude, we're talking Island of Misfit Toys, uh, Yukon Cornelius. That's what that's from. Yeah, <laughs> the goddamn Yukon Cornelius, uh, the Abominable mm-hmm. Snowman. Uh, mm-hmm. 
he Hermes wants to be a dentist. He doesn't want to be an elf. Uh, and then Rudolph is their their homeboy. Teaches you all kinds of lessons. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> the uh, the abominable snowman's just mad because his teeth hurt. Uh, like that's not fun. No, it's it's terrible. We can all relate to yeah. te- to teeth pain. And I used to have an abominable snowman tie that I found at a thrift store that was just like him a bunch of times. And I don't know what happened to that tie, but uh, that was a fun one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, watched it a ton as a kid. Just bought it <laughs> at Target so we can watch it this Christmas because I haven't watched it in a long time. Man, you're a dad, bro. It was eight bucks to rent it on Amazon, or it was ten bucks at the Target I was already at. So, you don't think that I'm going to be watching uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer every year? That's an investment. Uh, Yeah, all you got to do is watch it one more time, and and you're making money. You're you're actually literally making money. (laughs) Yeah, now Um, they owe me. So yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm 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 on board. Uh, Number five might be a surprise to be so low. I don't know what you're. Uh, ranking situation is number five for me. Home Alone. Okay, um, I have Home I'm Alone sure on, on my list. list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the thing that I remember vividly from when I was a kid was being really scared at the beginning of Home Alone when the they show the scary they show the wreath that has Santa's face on it, but there's a storm happening and his face looks real scary. I used to fast forward past that part. I don't know that anybody else would have any idea. But I got to watch this movie again. Like I, I, I remember the, the brother being a dickhead. Um, I remember before I pump your guts full of lead. Uh, I mean, can't, can't forget that. I mean, that, that, that carries the movie. If, if anything, if everything else sucked, that was good. You know? Um, I talked on my radio show today about how I feel like the, um, the robbers took it a little easy on Kevin McAllister. I would have fucked that kid up. Like there's no way. (laughs) You well, you burn the top of my head with a blowtorch yeah. and then fucking let uh, uh, let a paint can swing into my nose. I'm gonna probably kill you. Like it's probably, and I'm not a I'm not a violent guy. I'm just yeah. here to steal a couple things. You don't have to fuck me up so bad, dude. Yeah. Like just let me take the stuff and I'll leave. <laughs> well, and you have to remember, like he sets a nail up through yeah, the bottom of I in forgot your, about that. and his his naked foot. Lands on the nail, like straight up on the nail. Um, yeah, there's like (laughs) I remember in Mick Foley's second book, he he, because he was trying to prove a point, everyone was talking about how violent wrestling was back then, and they were trying to get wrestling thrown off TV. And he was like, Home Alone is a beloved family picture. But if you recount the injuries that the wet bandits suffer (laughs) at the hands of Kevin McAllister, like they're dead. For sure. Like, yeah, th- that's easily He's a thir- terrorist. <laughs> yeah, that's easily third degree burns on uh, Joe Pesci's head from that blowtorch. And it's <laughs> uh, a very funny scene <laughs> when, he, like, when he realizes his head's on yeah. fire. It's well, and right? it's like premeditated, right? He's got the Legos and the shattered uh, bulbs by the window. Yep. And That's what that, the shattered bulbs really pissed me off. Like I, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, at a certain on, point. Dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a, the the thing that I think the one of the funnier bits uh, if you watch it again to really appreciate is they have like a I don't know it's like a statue in front of their house and every time somebody drives up the driveway they knock that thing over. Like, yeah, it happens yeah, like yeah. three or four times. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's great. 
that this pizza guy knocks it over. Right? Yeah. The, so number four on my list, uh, just watched it the other night. Muppet Christmas Carol. What? See, and that, listen, I was gonna, I, it's not on my list and it's, I'll sure. tell you why. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, but I almost put it on my list and said, literally, I haven't seen this, but I guarantee it's good. <laughs> I bet it's good. Yeah. Uh, here's yeah. the thing that I think should happen. Uh, all of our best actors should have to be in a Muppets movie where it's just you acting versus the Muppets. Cause that's really how you prove how good an actor you are. Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge nails it. Tim Curry, Muppet treasure Island. Of course he nails it. Tim Curry, <laughs> Tim Curry's great. Uh, but just watched it the other day. Michael Caine is fantastic. It's always really easy to uh, do different twists on on a Christmas Carol because it's such an easy story to tell and it's so simple, you know. Yeah. Um, really funny for the Mupp- like as far as the Muppets go. Uh, yeah, really enjoy it. Muppet I'm Christmas on board Carol. with our best actors. Uh, acting with the Muppets, Daniel Day Lewis, like yeah, he, he just, couldn't pull he, that he, shit off versus he, him and Kermit one on one. No way. He he literally has to be held up by strings for two months before the filming. Um, but uh, Gangs of yeah, New York I'm with sure just the Muppets, he couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I no. haven't seen I haven't seen almost anything Muppets. Uh, so, and I've just heard how like. Uh, how uh, iconic it is and, 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 and funny and all that stuff. So I, I got to see it. But um, number four for me. Okay. Um, before I before I tell you what the movie is, uh, uh, do you know, can, will you venture a guess, what the number one selling Christmas single is, music? I would think it's All I Want for Christmas is You. By Mariah You'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd think is so, it... wouldn't you, Dusty? <laughs> That's it's white. It's White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Yeah, that uh, was going to be so... my other guess because there's a movie, but I've never, I've yeah, never ex- seen White Christmas. So yeah, so you got to You first of all, uh, I, I I I speak for the rest of America. Bit yeah. sick of the Mariah song, right? A lot of people really like. You know, it, it blew up. Uh, I, I it's a good song. I'm not mad at it. I don't yeah. hate the song. All that stuff. Um, I like more classic. Christmas music. I'm not saying that there can't be good Christmas music now. Music now, big Dean Martin guy, big Bean Crosby guy. I like all that shit. Um, White Christmas. I saw it for the first time last year. Um, it is just classic Hollywood Christmas. Um, so it's you know big set pieces that look like that are very that look like stage plays with like backdrops and shit like that. There's yeah. like war scenes with explosions, but everything looks like it's made of cardboard. Um, and Bing Crosby is a genius or was a genius, uh, incredible actor, incredible performer in general. Those fucking blue eyes, goddamn. Um, the snow Danny is definitely asbestos. The snow is definitely asbestos. Yeah, it gave everybody yeah. lung cancer. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny Kay, Rosemary Clooney, like it's just classic Christmas movie. Um, I love that old school Hollywood stuff. I'm a mark for it. So um, it had to be on my list. So number okay. four, White Christmas. Uh, number three for me, Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. Haven't seen that one either. I implore and almost you. Also, I also wanted to put it on my list too because yeah. I, I, I almost did like an all comedy list and like four <laughs> of them I haven't seen, but I, yeah. I'm sure it's good. No, so I put it on. I, I implore you this Christmas 
please watch Bad Santa. One of the fun you couldn't make it now. Uh, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, one of the funniest movies I've seen in a theater. It was a one. It was a great theater experience. Uh, okay. Everybody's laughing. It's just. It's got like weird sentimentality in it, in spite of the fact that Billy Bob Thornton's just a real bastard in this movie. It's very funny. Uh, yeah, I. It's the one that I go to. That's like they did it perfectly. Most of the time it's really hard to do that kind of comedy and do it well, but this movie nails it. And they try it again with bad Santa Two. bad Santa Two, Not as good. I remember when that movie was like being trailered and everything. I was like, man, I got to watch that movie. It's another one of those movies. I was like, I have yeah. to watch that. And I never got around to watching it. I like Billy Bob a lot. Um, I liked the little guy. Um, I can't remember yes. his name. Um, he was in Friday. Bernie uh, Mac is in this movie. God, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I watched again the other day. Uh, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I watched that again the other day. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, there's a there's a set of Bernie Mac. He's got to be in his early 20s. He's at the Apollo Theater in New York. Uh, the Apollo is very famous for booing comics off the stage and just being a brutal place to perform. They're a very mean room. And um, they said that Bernie Mac goes up there, grabs a the mic, and immediately right when he grabs the mic, he goes, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> and he has one of the most legendary stand-up sets of all time, brought the fucking house down, and the, 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 the material wasn't even that good. <laughs> he's just pure charisma. That's the one where he's got the airbrushed pants of himself, right? Yeah, he's got air, he's got his pants are airbrushed, and it's a picture of himself on his left pant leg. Uh and he just Look, he just kept legend. going. He would he, he would just tell it. He would just tell a uh, tell a punchline. He'd go kick it, and the, the DJ would start playing music. He'd start dancing, <laughs> and he'd go, "Y'all don't understand. Yeah. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you right. gotta watch it if you guys haven't seen it on YouTube. Uh, watch that shit. It's great. Anything with Bernie Mac, I'm a fan of. Um, okay, so number three of mine. Um, okay. I considered putting this number one. Uh, if I had to like pick a like most iconic Christmas movie of all time, I don't know if I'd say greatest because uh, maybe greatest, maybe greatest Christmas movie of all time. Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, your movies at Bob, your, your money's at Bob's house and Ned's house. <laughs> yeah, it's an everyone's um, house. Yeah, yeah. The- um. You want you want the moon? I'll give you the moon. I fucking love this movie, bro. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's super good. Um, uh, just his demeanor, his look, everything. Once again, classic Hollywood. Uh, big. It's a wonderful life, guy. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I want to see it again. Um, but I love the movie. Yeah, and it's like, of course, it's the iconic. You know, it's the one. It's the one that comes to mind instantly for me whenever you say christmas movies um, yeah and i i'm sure you know this because it's like kind of a legend at this point but big bomb when it came out not a hit at all mm-hmm. and then later yeah it was it became famous because it used to run every christmas because the rights were so cheap uh that they would just air it on network tv and, and it became a giant sort of hit that way which is very funny uh, but yeah, it's a it's a great movie. Jimmy Stewart is great. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Also, one of my favorite movies yeah. that he's in. 
uh, yeah, it's it's quintessential Christmas. Like when you think Christmas, that's the movie that I think of first. Um, yeah, it's one of those where um, just hearing any of the like more famous scenes of that movie feels like Christmas. Like it's yeah. the same thing with a lot of the movies on this list. Um, you that's that's my that's almost my argument with Die Hard. Totally okay to put Die Hard on this list. I'm not one of those like it's a pineapple on pizza situation. I think right. the argument is more annoying than anything, right? But that's why I don't put Die Hard on this list is because when I think of Die Hard, I think of uh, Alan Rickman or like sweaty John McClane in a fucking uh, duck in a, t- in a tank. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't immediately yeah. feel like I'm hanging out with my family on Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, here's so, what I was uh, gonna say. I was gonna jump to the end. Um, I will take all the smoke. I don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and I don't, yeah. the, the discourse could be what the discourse is. Of course it doesn't matter if you think it's a Christmas movie. Fine. It's a movie fine, yeah. that happens to take place when Christmas is happening, but none of the stuff is Christmassy about it. Yeah. Which I think is it's the like delineation a, that I would make. It's like when like, Harry met Sally, right? When there's a part know. in it, when Harry met Sally, where they're at a Christmas party, um, there's a, uh, or, or the, I, I think New Year's, but I think there's also a Christmas part. Um, and uh, it, does that make that a Christmas movie? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does it just have to like have a Christmas moment for it to be Christmas movie? Like, I, I understand right. it's it's, but it's okay. Yeah, if you think it's a Christmas okay. movie? If you would have put it on your list, I wouldn't have been mad at you. But well, um, I was I was looking up Christmas movies today to make sure that I hadn't forgot any. And while yeah. you were sleeping, was on the list. And I love while you were sleeping. That's one of my favorite romantic comedies. I don't think that's a Christmas movie, but I forgot that they like, they have a Christmas party and then they have like a new Year's scene and uh, like, it takes place around Christmas, but Christmas is not the central theme of that movie. So it doesn't, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, I agree. You know, I so, agree. Uh, but what does apply is the number two movie on my list, which we already uh, talked about, of course is home alone. Like, this movie, uh, briefly, like, just a phenomenon, man. Like, I remember watching this so much as a kid and loving it. And, like, in the same way as Three Ninjas and yeah. Surf Ninjas and all of those movies, like, thinking, like, as a kid, oh, man, wouldn't it be so fun to set traps and, like, be able to outsmart grown-ups? And <laughs> uh, Kevin McAllister was the coolest person in the world. When he sets up his like fake party and he's dancing with the yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger cutout or whatever, like it has so many iconic scenes uh, that are so fun. The uh, you what is it? I, I don't want to. He doesn't want to share the bed with the one kid because he drinks Pepsi and he'll pee the bed. Uh, mm-hmm. he get, look what you did, you little jerk! <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> The, yeah, whenever Buzz is telling his uncle singing cool, cool jerk in the in the shower. Is yeah. that his uncle? <laughs> yeah. Um, his brother talking about how French chicks have hairy pits. Yep. Uh, in the nude. And it is true. And yeah. And uh, so just iconic kid Christmas movie that holds up. It's still fun to watch now, you know, and now I watch it for like Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. <laughs> performances but it's still great it's it's the heavyweights thing right yeah. where uh, you went from from lars and the kids to ben stiller being the best part of that movie yeah and i haven't seen home alone in a long time but i would definitely look at it differently 
um, if I watched it now uh, because I'd be seeing it through. That's like, even now, like the the one point I had earlier was I would have fucking killed that kid. Uh, I'm now I'm already seeing it from the yeah. from the perspective of Stern and Pesci. You know what I mean? By the way, other package I got some new RAM for my computer. Oh, this look at that! It's gonna be running nicely, dog. Um, I forgot I ordered this. <laughs> well, they did um, the, in the movie. There is the part where they do catch him, and they're like, "What well, we should? What should we do with the mob?" I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah. Uh, and should we have a tarantula crawl on his face or whatever? And then the next door neighbor uh, beats him up with the snow shovel. Yeah. yeah. No, what we should do is literally fucking suffocate him to death. We should <laughs> we should tie a uh, we should get a tar- does anybody have a target bag or a trash yeah. bag? We tie that around his head and then yeah. we wait until he stops squirming and then yeah. we kill him like yeah. worse, you know, um, and also but- uh, not to be forgotten. John Candy's cameo. Uh, in that movie. in the polka band, yeah, the uh, the Kenosha Kickers is a, you know you don't know any of our hits polka 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 all night polka. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, number two for me. Hmm. Number two and number one are very close. Okay, very close. Uh, three, two, and one really might be like a kind of a pick 'em. It's a dealer's choice situation. Yeah. Um, number two for me. Buddy the Elf, Will Ferrell, <laughs> yeah, Zoe Deschanel's fucking alt weird ass, yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, Scott Con, James yeah. Con, James James Con. James Con, yeah, father Scott. of Scott Con, uh, father of Scott Con, uh, the Wrath of Con. Um, directed by John Favreau. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, Elf man, Elf is so good. I watched it on Monday. Yeah, uh, we had a we had a we had a radio event. I gave out free tickets for Elf, 150 people. It's a lot of fun. There were uh, there were prizes. There were vibes were high. Elf is a lot funnier than I remember it being. Like no, it's it is as funny as I remember it being. The funniness held up more than I expected it to. Yeah, yeah. I, Elf is like a perfect coming together of all of these elements where you're like, there's no reason that it should work. Cause on the face of it, it doesn't seem like it would work. I remember whenever it was coming out, I was like, Will Ferrell's doing this movie. Like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. And then uh, it's probably the best Zoe Deschanel's ever been for like her sensibilities. Cause I don't hate Zoe Deschanel, but it is, it can get a bit much, but like in that movie, it works perfectly. Um, like you said, the jokes are very funny in the, way that they set things up and the way that Farrell sells everything is just so funny. Like he's just up for everything. Like his, his 100% commitment is what takes that movie over the top and makes it like an all time classic to me. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was talking to Kai about it and I said, she said, I think it's Will Farrell's best, um, comedic performance. And I said, well, yeah, but I think Step Brothers is up there with it. And she said, "Well, if you think think about it, it's like a very similar performance. <laughs> yeah. It's like there he's playing very similar character in both. Um, he does such a good job of playing just a joyful, innocent um, elf yeah. that doesn't understand the world around him, and it shows kind of the um, the cynicism and darkness that real life 
um, offers, especially in a place like New York. New York is a perfect place to set that in. And it contrasts it with the joy and optimism and love of Christmas. And uh, it is just, it's so good. Yeah, like it's the, so good. The scene where he hears that Santa is coming to town yeah. and he's yeah. so excited. And then he's like, you're not Santa. And it's the, yeah, I think it, it reminds me a lot of some of the Jim Carrey performances where like Jim Carrey is willing this material that is not perfect to like, he's putting it on his back and he's, since he's giving it a hundred percent, it sells it to a degree that like it, it makes it work. You know, yeah, and then somebody like Carrie or Sandler or Farrell is given something, something that's really well thought out and like it's such a good idea. Like yeah. Elf is such a good idea. Yeah, um, and it's such a good idea for him. Like you said, like it oh works yeah, perfect. Um, so, so it, it it's close to number one. It really is. It might be number one, but I've got I've got another one. So number one on my list, um, classic. Watched it the other night again. Uh, I'll watch it again next year. I'm going a Christmas story. The really, Christmas, that's your number one. Christmas story okay. is okay. There are so many scenes in that movie that are hilarious. Um, there's, and I, I was talking to Sarah about it cause we watched it the other night and it's like, it perfectly captures the imagination of a kid and the way a kid thinks and like the way that they believe things, you know, there's the scene where he he's helping his dad change the tire and he flips all the lug nuts up and he goes, uh, he goes, Oh fudge. And he's like, but I didn't say fudge. I said the word. Right. And yeah. then later he's getting his mouth washed out with soap. And he imagines a scenario where he comes back home. He's still a kid, but he's somehow an adult. Right. And he comes home and he's blind from soap poisoning. And he's like, they'll all all be sorry that they did this to me. And uh, like, that's the way a kid would think about the world or the scene where he thinks that, right. He's, he's trying to figure out how he's going to get the the BB gun because he's already asked his mom and his mom's like, of course you'll shoot your eye out. Right. And he's like, we have to write an essay for school about what we want for Christmas. And he thinks that he's going to write an essay that is so wonderful that it's going to tip the scales <laughs> in his favorite, like there uh, so much effusive praise is going to be put on this essay that they'll have no chance to deny him this red rider BB gun. And I like, yeah. that's the stuff about it that I love. And other and otherwise, it's just it's really funny. The leg, uh, the leg lamp. It's a very prestigious award. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's the dad uh, how, is how great. scary, how scary the shithead bully is. Yeah, like, and they picked the they pick they picked the perfect dirty evil looking kid yeah, for that for with that yellow bully teeth job. And yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever and, the kid gets his tongue stuck to the pole. Cause he got triple dog dared to do it. By the way, second funniest. We, we talked about this re- recently. Me, uh, me and Kai second funniest tongue stuck to a pole scene in movie history. Do you know what the funniest is? 
does that happen in Dumb and Dumber? I don't remember. It does. So okay. Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 Harry, Jeff Daniels is on the skiing trip with the the uh, the lady who ends up being the undercover agent. Yeah, yeah. And she's like talking his ear off, and I can't remember what he says, and I gotta find what he says. But the delivery of it is so perfect. She says something. He responds with something stupid. And then he just goes, oh, look, Frost. And he puts <laughs> his tongue directly on the fucking pole. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the last thing for Christmas Story is there's a there's another scene where he's imagining that the, the bandits are coming into the house. And yeah. like... Uh, his whole family is cowering under the table and he comes out and they're like, Oh no, it's Ralph. He's got old blue with him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's, he's like sharpshooting all of these, uh, these bandits. And they're like, well, and he's like, get out of here, black Bart. <laughs> and and he, he's like, you're going to be pushing up Davey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's dude. The, uh, I think you just resold me on this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but oh, the, I, I didn't put it on my list. But sorry, I think you just the, resold me on the it. The last one is I love the scene where he he sends off for the decoder ring from listening to the radio show, <laughs> Little Orphan <laughs> Annie radio show. And it just says drink more, it drink says more Ovaltine. But of Ovaltine, course, that's what it is. in his head, he's like, "What secret message?" Like he's a spy, you know. <laughs> And it's like he doesn't know that it's all just marketing for this oval team. This is some bullshit marketing. <laughs> like, dude, it's it's so good, and it just ca- it just captures that feeling really, really well of uh, of being a kid and the way that you think about things as a kid. Because I remember thinking like I would be so slick to like present an idea to my mom about like renting a video game. Or going to an arcade or something like. Oh yeah, like <laughs> yeah, you you almost have a whole power PowerPoint presentation ready for. Yeah, like I'm a decoder, and she's like, she's not gonna know what what I'm. She up doesn't to know you're trying to so get sneaky, one over on her. You know? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, that's great. I, so, I, I like I said, you might have just resold me on this. It was my favorite Christmas movie coming up. I just haven't seen it in a long time, and I, I didn't, I didn't think to. Uh, well, I thought to put it on, but I didn't yeah. end up putting it on, and I, I honestly think. Uh, I got to revisit. It's that it's um, Ralphie with old blue, <laughs> is the oh man oh man. Uh, I bet, given our conversation so far, yeah. I'd like for you to try to guess what my number one is. Well, we're missing a couple of big ones uh, that go. Yeah, and I also ran. So, I would say <laughs> uh, it's probably one of two, but I will guess Christmas Vacation. God damn it, Dusty. Christmas Vacation. Number one. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know that I've ever seen Christmas Vacation. I feel like I have. Because I know like more of the famous scenes, but I'm not sure yeah. if I ever watched it or if I just thought that I had and I just know it from you know osmosis or whatever. So it's on the it's, it's on the list to watch this year, but it's almost like universal, you know where you can it's like so good. see it without seeing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of movies like that, but th- this one, like it's basically it captures it. it so 
It's hard to like. So a lot of Christmas movies and the Christmas movies that have they, their place, they romanticize the idea of Christmas and all these things. And yeah. and um, and this like uh, Christmas cheer and Christmas spirit and all these things. Christmas Vacation, Home, Home Alone does this to an extent. Christmas Vacation points the camera at the family and the contrast between familial dysfunction and Christmas spirit. And Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase, who's one of my favorite comedic actors of all time, is a dad that really wants his family to care about Christmas. That like really like he loves his family. His family is dysfunctional, but he really wants his, I mean, you've seen the Christmas, the vacation movies. That's yeah. not what Clark Griswold is like. Well, and he and, wants uh, it to go perfectly. Yes. So badly. So, so there's, 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 uh, him trying to, you know, they, the, the movie starts with them going to get a Christmas tree and everything goes wrong. I'm not going to spoil a bunch of stuff for you, but right. a bunch of things fuck up throughout the movie. And his family finally shows up and his mom is Doris Roberts. And as soon as she walks in, she she grabs him by the arm and goes, I've got hemorrhoids. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that is like how families go. Like, it's right. not like that. And then at, there's a scene where Clark, and this was actually me like last week, there's a scene where Clark stumbles upon a bunch of old film of him growing up. Um and he is like this whole dysfunctional family thing is happening and he's in the attic. Uh, I think he might be dressed as Santa when he's doing this, but I can't remember. He might not be. Or no, he might just have like a festival, festive Christmas outfit on or something. Yeah. And he's he's been trying so hard to make Christmas mean something and you just see him as this dope dipshit Clark Griswold and you just watch him like almost cry watching his family growing up and seeing like pictures of videos of old Christmases and realize that it's something that he's trying to keep going and like all these things that he connects with. And um, it's just so good. Like yeah. it, it doesn't like rate that like a lot. of I, I saw a lot of lists where it was like I was surprised it was like number 30 and shit when I was looking things up. But um, this movie means a lot to me. It's got Randy Quaid. Come on, man. Right. Before well, and it's I if remember I rem- before Randy Quaid. <laughs> if I remember right, like if it's not cr- this movie, it's what you said as far as like vacation movies in general. Like um, Clark always wants whatever they're doing to be perfect to the point of psychosis, to the point of making everyone miserable. Oh, yeah. He loses um, his goddamn mind at some point. In this movie. Yeah. And Ray, uh, Randy Quaid, his brother, is always like they always put him at a disadvantage um, or make it seem like on the surface, like he's worse off, but he's happy and like he's content. And so he's, he's the perfect counterpoint to, uh, to Chevy Chase's character. Cause the best Chevy Chase is whenever he is like over, overmatched or outgunned by the world in general. You know, like he's a he's, man who's he's just seeking, starting to lose it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's a man who's seeking perfection, and the imperfection of the world drives him to madness. And that's where the a lot of his best comedy comes from. Yeah, I, and he, with a little tick, like that's 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 his thing. Is like, uh, so either he's either got to be super suave, like in Caddyshack, because I think he's brilliant in Caddyshack, yeah. and uh, is one of his best performances, or he's got to be kind of on the brink of losing it. Yeah. Um, and, um, I think I li- li- genuinely like 
one of the biggest tragedies in comedy is people hating Chevy Chase personally, like people like in personal interaction, hating Chevy Chase, because he is one of the genuine geniuses in terms of uh, uh, physical comedy um, ever, in my opinion. And um, he was great as Clark Griswold. You've got uh, Beverly D'Angelo's wife was a perfect wife for him. Juliette Lewis was his daughter. I forgot that she's the daughter in this movie. Um, Doris Roberts is the mom. Julia Louis Dreyfus is the rich neighbor, which is a, a very hilarious arch arc in this movie. Um, it's just very good. Uh, so it's on I got to give it up. My mom yeah. loved it. I I've seen it probably more than I've seen any Christmas movie. Mm. Um, so big, I've, big Christmas. Vacation. I've seen Vegas vacation. That might be in the top list of movies I've ever seen all time. Cause it just used to play on TNT all the time. And I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and so I love the vacation movies, but yeah, I think um, the other perfect distillation of that is like in planes, trains, and automobiles, which is a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, so I couldn't be on this list, but whenever Steve Martin, after he have you seen planes, trains, and automobiles? I still haven't seen it. Okay, there's I'm, I, I'm ashamed that I haven't seen that one. That's so the one I'm ashamed. Of. I'm sure it's like one of the more famous scenes, but like all this stuff is going wrong for Steve Martin and he ends up at the car rental line with a woman who's exceedingly cheery on the phone. And then he's there in person <laughs> and he just, he goes on this long monologue rant. That's like filled with cursing because he's just finally lost it. And that is the same <laughs> as Clark Griswold, like the comedy in that is the same where it's just Steve Martin is finally overcome by the world that he's been trying to push down all these minor inconveniences and he finally explodes, you know? Oh dude, he, he Clark Griswold finally gets his Christmas bonus and it's, and it's bullshit. So he fucking ties his boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in but, the original vacation, it's like a cheese of the month club or something that he gets as his bonus. I can't remember what he gets in this one, but it's, yeah. it's not good. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I think it's a good list. We yeah. uh, Brian Doyle Murray's in this one too, by the way. Oh, nice! Um, it's his boss plays his boss. Um, um, I was gonna Noah's say Arcade. Scrooged uh, is also. Uh, I've only seen Scrooged once, and I liked it, but it, I don't. I'm not familiar with it enough to really consider it for the. Yeah, um, I do would remember liking it though. I liked it. Um, Bill Murray's great in it, of course. It's yeah the best version of Bill Murray where he's an obnoxious jerk that the universe decides to uh, take a take down a notch all uh, uh groundhog day you know those are always the best bill murray movies but it's so it's a christmas carol just kind of updated to the 80s and i already had muppet christmas carol on there so i didn't want to double dip in that yeah. way and then uh i had at one point there was a jonathan taylor thomas movie called i'll be home for christmas did you ever watch that one i think i did watch that one let me let me look it up really it's quick. Like a, I, he, I, do, I mean, if if JTT was in it when I was a kid, I fucking watched it. Right. He goes on like a cross-country trip to try to make it home in time for Christmas. And I remember as like a 10 or 11-year-old really enjoying that movie, but I've never went back to it. So, like you said, at that point, JTT is my guy, you know? Oh, yeah. And this is this is like... A little older JTT too. I think this is after. I think this is the thing he did after he left Home Improvement, 
or one of the few things. Yeah, he did. I'm I'm sure I watched this movie, but I don't remember it at yeah. all. God, he was a good looking guy, wasn't he? <laughs> and he was in some other movie called Wild America with Devin Sawa. That also stinks. Oh, I watched the shit out of yeah. that. I watched that movie. A, I watched that movie a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but that those were more like in the consideration, but not really the hit in the same way as my top five list. But I think yeah, both of us good top fives. Um, do you want to guess? Uh, do you want to guess JTT's age right now? Yeah. Oh man, so. I'm going to say that he is 42. Dude, you nailed it right on the head. 42 years old. Look, look champion. He turned four. He turned 42 in, on September 8th. Let me see if, let me see if this will play. Let me see if this will play. Nope. I can't get any of the media to play in here. Um, I tried to play the clapping. Um, <laughs> well, just know just, that it, put it in post, you know? Yeah, I gotta um, figure out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta write these people. <laughs> hey, a, <laughs> none, none of my shit will play. There's a movie I watched this year called The Holdovers, um, that's directed by the guy who directed Sideways, um, and it has Paul Giamatti in it. That's a Christmas movie that was really, really good. Um, it's maybe my favorite movie of the year. I'm gonna compile my list next week for the top five movies I saw this year. Um, but I really, really enjoyed okay. that. So whenever it's really expensive to rent digitally right now. I'd wait, uh, but it's it's a very good movie. It's kind of a dramedy situation. I'll do top three movies that I watched this year because I only watched three movies that came out. In <laughs> I'll wait in bated breath to see how you <laughs> see how you rank them. It was what did I watch? I watched Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I watched the new Flash, and I watched uh, Oppenheimer. The, the, the oh, I watched four movies then because I watched Oppenheimer and I watched. Did the newest Black Panther come out this year? No, that came out last year. Oh, okay. So yeah, Oppenheimer. Okay. <laughs> Let me see well, if I can put it. By next week, I'll have put them in the order that I think that you put them in. What a wild, uh, <laughs> what a wild three movies to have seen. Um, it's, dude, I, I feel bad. They gave me a free movie pass. I used it three times. Yeah. that's Well, if you don't have time to golf, you don't have time for, for anything. No. Um, I hope they I hope they send me another one. I'm I'm a little nervous. <laughs> do you even want to guess the amount of movies that I saw this year? I kept a list. You have a number. Yeah. Or do you want to wait till next week cuz I'll have seen more movies by then? Let's wait till next week so we can get a final tally. Okay. Um I've I've also come up with a new system that I'm going to use for next year uh to keep track of everything. But, okay. Yes, uh, I have the I have the number. So, um, right. did you want to talk real quick? Maybe we'll just do. You want to do top three uh, Christmas songs? Um, I'll I'll do I'll do. Uh, let me think. I'm gonna do top five. Oh, okay, I can do top five too. Um, and I'll just go fast. So it's a little quicker. Okay. Uh, five to one. An hour and a half. You do your five to one and then I'll do my five yeah. to one. Uh, my, my, my top five are number five. I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, number, uh, number four, white Christmas. Mm-hmm. Number three, silver bells. Uh, number two, winter wonderland. And number one, all alone by all alone on Christmas, all alone on Christmas. Not a song that, uh, everybody knows. Uh, I got to look up who even sings it. Uh, this one is because my brother Darlene Love 
sings all alone on Christmas. Okay. Um, she, uh, my my brother Jacob sent us a video when I was a kid, and it played. It's from I think it was on Home Alone or something like that, or Home Alone Two. Um, I think it was on Home Alone Two, and uh, it just reminds me of my brother. Reminds me of Christmas. It's a great song, uh, but the rest of them. Uh, Mostly just because I love Dean Martin so much, and he had really good mm-hmm. versions of Winter Wonderland, Silver Bells, White Christmas, and I'll Be Home for Christmas. Um, I mean, w- Winter Wonderland, man. Yeah. In the manor, we can build a snowman. <laughs> yeah. There's like, um, every every Christmas, well, there's this internal battle at the church that I play drums at, because they want to do Christmas songs, which is fine. I don't hate Christmas songs. I hate trying to play drums to Christmas songs because almost none of them lend themselves to playing drums, at least your classic uh, sort of Christmas songs, right? Yeah, you need like a timpani. Right, and I just don't want to put drum, like a, I don't want to put a backbeat to uh, Away in a Manger. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's not for that. So, and that's fine. I don't need to do it, but they there's always this pressure to do it. Um, and so they, uh, the one that you can, uh, there are some, you know, go tell it on the mountain. You can do a pretty, a pretty good version of, um, but winter wonderland, have yourself a merry little Christmas. All those are sort of jazz kind of standards that have like cool arrangements, especially if you're talking and about s- like crooners and stuff and silver bells. You yeah. Can go tss, 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 yeah. Silver tss, bells tss, is a beautiful tss, song. Like, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I, so when we did the elf event this week, um, we, usually what we do is I play our, our radio station when people walk into the place so they can kind of hear the music that we play, that we play on the station. But when we were getting it ready, like I care so much about vibes with right. these events that we do. Like I care about the whole experience, the whole package and our music would have felt a little out of place in that. So I was like, screw it guys. I'm playing Christmas music. Yeah. So that when they walked in, I just played Dean Martin Christmas songs. Um, and his silver bells, man. And that's a fun vibe. Ring a wing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's because, like, of course, it's a little boozy, you know? Like, it's a little. Oh, it's, of course. It's loose. It's boozy. It's a fun time. It's America. Yeah. And uh, so <clears throat> I like your list. Um, my top five, I'm going Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Uh, Jim, okay. Uh, Holiday Road. I fucking love Holiday Road. I know people. Is Holiday Road a Christmas song? I think so. It's Holiday. Maybe not. Holiday Road. If it reminds you of Christmas, bro, I'll give it to you. It's in the movie The Holiday, which is about, which is Christmas. It's a good song. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham, dude. I think. Lindsey goddamn Buckingham. It is Lindsey Buckingham. (laughs) Um, It was written written for National Lampoon's Vacation, by the way. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I can't believe the holiday road hey. on the list. That's sick, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, number four for me is uh, uh, smoke on the water. <laughs> hell's bells. They don't specify hell's what bells. bells. Uh, hell silver bells. Uh, uh, number three from my old church day, Silent Night. I think uh, you know, regardless of what you believe yeah. for Christmas, like just beautiful song the, a good one. the melody is wonderful um i like a jingle bell rock you know that's a <laughs> i wrote and then deleted jingle bell yeah. rock uh, i got i got too dense with dean martin stuff but jingle bell rock was one of the first ones yeah. i wrote down so um it's very good a <laughs> a shout out to rocking around the christmas tree but uh not number one 
on my list. You will get a sentimental <laughs> yeah. feeling. Um, I do. You think that girl? Like, I was thinking about that. The other, I heard that song, and I was and I was thinking like, when that girl recorded that song, she had no idea that billions of people were going to hear that. <laughs> right. It was just studio work for her, you know. And she just rocked that yeah, shit. Like, it was her her <laughs> version of that song is so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. And then number one, another church song, but uh, come o come Emmanuel is. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's um that's right on the border of what I like because I the first time, of course, that you hear Carol of the Bells by like the Trans Siberian Orchestra, that shit melts your face off, but like too much, you know? (laughs) Like there's I think the I think it's a little too much with like the Ingve soloing and all of that, but like come uh come on come Emmanuel is like a beautiful song and the way that you can arrangement arrange it. There's a bunch of different things you can do. Um, not on the list and don't suggest it uh, for me. Little drummer boy. No, thank you. Don't need it. Sick of that one. Uh, I just, that's your drum, but you're, but you play the drums, Dusty. You don't, <laughs> I know I have this gift to bring but like every year that's the one they're like, Oh, you could do little drummer boy. And I was like, yeah, you, you could, I won't, yeah. but you could. Yeah. You, you could go fuck yourself. Yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> I like Oh, Holy night. Oh, Holy night is a lot. Is really pretty. Um, Cause well, and if, if you got somebody with some, uh, with some pipes, like, that's the fall the, on your knees part yeah. oh man that's the uh, part that's the thing is like all of those christmas songs you need somebody who could belt like who to can really get after yeah. it yeah um they have one called jesus what a wonderful child which i really like which is kind of like a uh elvisy kind of boogie woogie song uh that's like newer i think but that was always a fun one to play because that one was written with drums in mind so uh, didn't uh, didn't Weird Al do the night Santa went crazy? Is that what? It yeah, was? the night Santa went crazy. I was gonna say that one. Uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis is iconic, obviously. Uh, Dean Martin has a version of that one too. It's amazing. I've I've even heard oh, the Elvis one. Okay. I bet the Elvis one's really good. Elvis a bad motherfucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's super good. Uh, um, I I I was a Silent Night. Uh, no, I was an Away in a Manger guy when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not particularly into that song anymore. I, I think it's kind of boring, but for some reason, when I was a kid, I loved that one. That was the one I always looked forward to. That one in Silent Night. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'm with you on the Emmanuel. Uh, we we sang it at um, my sister's. My sister's husband is a choir director. We went to his choir concert, and he does um, the the choir sings a song or two, and then the the whole audience sings, and his audience uh his church they're really into hymns and they they sing in parts like everybody has there are tenors and there are bass and so it sounds like a choir um so it was a giant room of people who know how to sing singing uh that song yeah it was incredible yeah so um i uh i like that you threw a couple of the search the the church songs in there well it's like you know again like i said whether or not you're a church person of course, uh, totally up to you. But like uh, growing up, it's hard not to, to, it's hard to shed some of that stuff. And also recognizing like there are beautiful sentiments in some of those songs. And some of them are incredibly well-written as far as like the lyrics and the emotion that they're looking for. 
<laughs> like yeah and there's there's beautiful sentiment and tradition in the uh the christ story right so like um you could not believe in christianity itself but still understand the warmness the protection and the love that you're supposed to feel through the story of christ right yeah. so like and christmas itself um in the traditional sense so a lot of hearing those i, I understand that it like people have different ideas of it and that's totally fine. But like, um, it is, you know, warm to hear a lot of those things. Yeah. Uh, and, and the songs are beautiful. Like some yeah. hymns, like some of those old hymns and the old Christmas songs are really beautifully written. So, because a lot of the best musicians back in the day pretty much only made things that you could sing to Jesus. So, right. or um, they took existing songs and changed the words. And those are songs yeah, that, that had like incredible mer- melodies anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, there's, uh, time and place for the Christmas music. Uh, oh, yeah. but like the really, it hits when it hits, it hits. And, uh, and I'm for it. Yeah. You know? Like, and I used to be, I used to shit on Christmas music a lot. Um, up until like, a, I think it was like last year on the podcast, I brought up that I hated Christmas music. And then I was like, yeah, all they've got is like silver bells, jingle bells, rock around the Christmas tree, <laughs> right. uh, white Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. Okay, maybe yeah, all right. Maybe I'm maybe I like Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right, uh, we're under two. So you want to play the box office game? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. we can round it off with the box office game. Um, hopefully, they did like a. Uh, like a Christmas week. Nope. April 17th, 1992. So, um, uh, that is, uh, Oh, of course. Right. April 17th, 1992. Is, is Yeah. Isn't that just the, the week before the, yeah. the, the, the LA almost burnt to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's, uh, if you listen to, if you listen to sublime, that's the week before he got new home furnishings. So, yeah. Uh, um, so we've got, uh, so everybody listening, uh, we have the box office game. The box office game is a game in which a, a website gives us a week uh, that existed, and we have to pick the top five movies from that week um, in order. They give us the distributor, the gross uh, from that week, the gross it had grossed, the amount it had grossed total, um, and I guess how many weeks it had been on the well what it was the previous week i guess but that doesn't really matter that much so we generally have to uh you spend points to get more clues generally we spend uh how much is it for we spend 40 dollars to get the tagline because the tagline is really good clue for a relatively small price now uh number one is a tri-star movie that made 6.6 million dollars this is 1992 Uh, number two 20th century fox it made 6.1 million dollars Number three, a Universal film made uh, made five point nine million dollars. Columbia Pictures, number four, made five point one, and Universal, number five, made five million dollars. So, um, do you have any hunches? Do you want to go first movie tagline? What do you want to do? Yeah, the so the first movie is in its fifth week. Last week it was number two, and this week it's number one. Um, I don't have any like anything that jumps out to me initially uh for this week so go ahead and hit me with the tagline a brutal murder a brilliant killer a cop who can't resist the danger 
So this is when, going... When did Sasevenin come out? <clears throat> Sasevenin is 1995. Okay, never mind. Um, so I, it sounded like you had an idea for this one. I think that this might be A Silence of the Lambs. Do you want me to try that? Let's try that. Is it a silence of I no, thought it was no, the no. silence of the just lambs. silence. The silence of the lambs. The silence of the lambs. Okay. Miss. Dang. Okay. Dang. Dang, Dang city, bro. Um. All right. Hit me with. Good thing they got that booty sweat in Denang. <laughs> um, hit me with uh, actor number one. So actor number one costs forty points. We get two hundred points per per uh, movie. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Oh, this is uh, Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. I'm really struggling to type. That toddy was hot. <laughs> uh, yes, nailed it. Yes, number one, Basic Instinct. Sharon Stone and George. Dunza. Yes, directed by the fuck kind of name is Dunza. <laughs> uh, directed by Paul Verhoeven of Robocop and Starship Troopers fame. And also Showgirls. So Paul Verhoeven all over the map. He is all over the map. I'm looking at George Dunza. Uh don't recognize him. Um you probably would, but it would fuck up the thing for me to show you. Yeah. So um the second movie, 20th Century Fox, fourth movie on the fourth week on the docket, six million dollars this week, forty-eight million dollars it had made uh, total, and that's total thus far, right? That's not total that it ultimately, yeah, because yeah. there's a final gross area. So uh, it has made forty-eight million dollars in four weeks. Uh, so it had some big weeks. Um, yeah. Um, go ahead and give me that tagline. It ain't easy being this good. Well, that ain't gonna help me. So let's go with actor. Is there no- like a, is there like a good something movie? It sounds like that's what the tagline would be, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's, it's like not good burger. It's like a grifter sort of movie. You know. You want you want go with the actor? Yeah. Wesley Snipes. Is this white man can't jump? That's what I'm thinking. I should have see the tagline. That's immediately what I thought. So nailed it. Yep. Thank you. All right, we gotta go with our instincts from now on. Yep. Got of course Woody Harrelson, yeah. Rosie Perez. Uh, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Um, the story behind <laughs> story behind Wesley Snipes playing basketball also funny. He didn't know how to play basketball, uh, but he's like naturally athletic. And so they, but they had to like get him to slow down because he was like too going too fast. Uh, try to. Oh, I have a buddy who was too fast when he was trying to learn basketball. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he would outrun the ball. He couldn't dribble as fast as he could run. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was like the kid in Mighty Ducks who couldn't stop when he was when he was skating. Uh, it's great. Yeah. So uh, that reminds me of the uh, the Norm Macdonald joke of uh, did I t- have you t- have I told you that when Norm Macdonald at a sports show and he's he's like. He's doing like the highlights, like Sports Center style, and he's like, Russell Westbrook steals the ball and takes it coast to coast for the jam, which would be a lot more impressive if he wasn't so tall and black. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the kind of joke you could get in your Milton Berle book. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's straight out of the Milton Berle yeah. joke uh, joke book. Uh, All right, but, number three. Uh, number three. You ready for this tagline? Hit me with the tagline. Uh, we got five point nine million dollars in this week. Twenty-three million dollars thus far. It's been on the thing for three weeks. This is a Universal picture. 
The head of the family is the one with the tail. I believe this is Beethoven. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a good, that's a good pull. I used to love Beethoven. Oh, yeah. The first one? Yeah. Nailed it, bro. Beethoven, Look at you. I believe. Uh, I don't remember that movie hardly at all, but I, I've i watched it so many times. Oh, I watched dude. that movie uh, so many times. I remember one of the first times that I was truly angry as a child was in Beethoven whenever that guy goes and frames Beethoven, uh, the, the, the mean doctor guy. And he like riles Beethoven all up and then puts like fake blood on him. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you frame Be- Beethoven? No, uh, oh, I'd say I don't, I, I don't remember that. No, happening. that's, oh man. I was so mad. Cause I was like, Beethoven's so lovable. Don't believe <laughs> this guy's clearly a creep. Uh, that's funny. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. Uh, we've got David Duchovny's in that movie, by the way. Um, Columbia pictures. Number four. Okay. $18 million uh, total, $5.1 million this week, down 48% from last week. So it had a pretty big pretty big week last week. This is the second week that is on the um, on the airwaves, right. I guess. Uh, ready for that tagline? Tagline me. The first Stephen King story written expressly for the screen. Oh. Huh. This I might not know. Um, okay. Hit me with the actor, number one. Brian Krause. I do not know who that gentleman is. I apologize. Um. Well, let's see what, I mean, what, what King movie could have came out in 2000, in 1992? Well, I mean, there's like. And I don't know if it was later, like, adapted to a book, you know, or if it was, um, because I'm thinking, like, Tommyknockers might have been around this time. That's a a movie, huh? Yeah. um, Needful Things, but that doesn't star this guy. That's a different guy. And Needful Things was a book. Um, Give me the second actor. Madchen. Don't matter. Amic. I thought it was, I couldn't tell if it was an M or an R and an N. Um, give me actor three. And then if I don't react, give me the director. We'll try that. All of that. Alice Crige. Nope. Mick Garris is the director. I'm going to need you to reveal all clues because I don't know what movie this is. This can't be like it. This can't be one of the big ones. The no, because like, those were all books, no. like in books in the seventies and eighties. And a movie in the night. You know what I mean? Uh, Charles Brady and his mother Mary are the last of a dying breed whose needs are not of this world. They are blank, able to stay alive by only feeding with the life force of the innocent. It's goddamn Tommy Knockers. <laughs> Tommy Knockers. I bet it's Tommy Knockers. <laughs> Is there a space? Uh, no, I think you're looking for all one word there. <laughs> you know, the Tommy Knockers. Dude, I'm not or, like I'm spelling Tommy Knockers, and nothing is coming out. Maybe the Tommy Knockers. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it before the to- Tommy. Oh yeah, that is it is the Tommy Knockers. What the fuck? Like, what is that name? <laughs> and they're like made up 
like it is not on it is not an option uh, put a space <laughs> it's not an option oh jesus okay well keep reading it then you picked a movie that that is so obscure <laughs> so unknown that it's not an option um i'll keep reading it uh able to stay alive by by feeding on the life force of the innocent but destined to roam the earth avoiding discovery while searching for their next victim that search takes them to a sleepy little town of Travis, Indiana, where beautiful teenager Tanya Robinson is about to come, become an unwilling pawn in their nightmarish fight for survival. Well, I guess I give up if it's not Tommy Knockers. Sleepwalkers. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> that's that's very similar. You, you got it was your, Sleepwalkers. You got your Sleepwalkers. You got Tommy Knockers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I was I was trying to think of something that that rhymed, but I couldn't. All um, right, Stevie, old Stevie King, number five. Yep, Universal. I wonder if Jacob. Jacob, if you got that one, uh, message us. Yeah. Uh, number five, Universal. Uh, five million dollars. Um, it's its first week on the list. You ready for the tagline? Hit me with the tagline. There was only one. Could this be Highlander? There was only one. This is Highlander. There was only this one. This might be Highlander 2. Oh, really? Because well, there was only one. Now there's two. Uh, it seems to beg the question, you know? Highlander 2, the quick Highlander 2, the quick You want that one? Miss. Oh. But Highlander 3. <laughs> what's, what's happening with Highlander 3? Are we sure it's not the first one? Are we, are we, are we overthinking this? I'm fairly this? certain that it is not the first one. There's no Highlander 3. They all have names. Highlander The Final Dimension, Highlander Endgame, Highlander The Search for Vengeance, Highlander The Source. Uh-oh. Um, or Highlander. Before I go down the Highlander rabbit hole, let's reveal the first name. Because if it's not Christopher Lambert, then this is not a Highlander movie. So John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, is this oh, uh, ba- The Babe? I think this might be the... Oh, dude, that movie that movie stunk, by the way. <laughs> this might be The Babe. Why? Nailed it. All right. Where'd I end up? They got so much... They, they portrayed Babe Ruth as so much fatter than he actually was <laughs> in that movie. People act like Babe Ruth is like this giant, obese piece of garbage. He was like 215 pounds. He was yeah. just fat compared to all the skinny people in the world at that time. Right. And, uh, he, he was built like a brick. <laughs> right. And he was, uh, he was strong, but strong for his time, you know? I, he, was, he was strong like an ox. Yeah. I think, like, you wouldn't... Obviously, Babe Ruth was an athlete, but you wouldn't say that he kept an, uh, what we would consider now to be an athlete's routine, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there, but the thing is, like, there's much fatter guys in baseball right now. Right. It's like Pablo Sandoval's way fatter. Yeah. He was, he's not really in baseball. I mean, he's playing in Saudi Arabia for blood. Uh, <laughs> Prince but, Fielder. Better, yeah. Just know. much fatter than Babe Ruth. Yeah. So, um, but anyway. Um, so I scored 520 points. Uh, with 62nd percentile. In right? the 62nd percentile. So Stephen King really screwed me over. But yeah, he fucked you. I'd be surprised. One. Like, uh, clearly, I guess some people got it, but I've. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough week. I bet. I bet Jacob got that one. Um, but just because my my brother's a, a weirdo, um, right? 
and and uh, and just a, like a few years older than you, yeah. which which allows for you know what I mean. Well, and as uh, a fellow weirdo, I think he is right. You know, yeah, I think so. As a fellow weirdo, yeah, so, I understand. Uh, um, if it had been, if it had been a famous Stephen King story, probably would have got it. But Sleepwalkers, yeah, that's why that's why I like asked, but I didn't push too hard because I'm like, if it's a famous one, Dusty knows. Like, yeah, well, and it would have like a better. Again, I was like, I don't know the origin of some of these King books. Cause he's written so many books that it's like, well, it could have started as a movie and then uh, he wrote a book to accompany it or whatever. Who knows? But clearly sleepwalkers, so I, sleepwalkers is a blind spot on my list. I would never have gotten basic instinct, even though it's a very famous movie that I've heard of a bunch. I just yeah. wouldn't have gotten it. Um, I got white man can't jump. Um, I would have, probably gotten i would have gotten beethoven at the plot i, w- I wouldn't have gotten it with the with the, the tagline or the uh actors mm. um wouldn't have gotten sleepwalkers and i would have got the babe eventually i might have guessed the babe after john goodman but um i thought king ralph so. maybe but then uh for john have you ever seen king ralph i've never seen king ralph no he becomes the king of england but he's john goodman you know so hell yeah, yeah dude i'd watch the shit out of that hilarity ensues very similar yeah. in plot to our Danny McBride uh, sitcom that we were going to pitch, Cardinal Law. <laughs> uh, I forgot about Cardinal Law. Hell yeah, where, dude. Well, and then they made the Righteous Gemstones. Right. So we're, uh, we were going to have, through some sort of hilarious happenstance, Danny McBride uh, gets elected Pope, and they can't do yeah. anything about it. And then uh, Patrick Stewart is the cardinal that has to show him the the... <laughs> has to teach him the ropes and he's, you know, uh, fish out of your classic fish out of water situation. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we should, we should workshop it. You know what I mean? I know, I know some people now. <laughs> yeah. We so. could pitch some, we could pitch some ideas. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we, uh, Andrew and I, we thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this Christmas centric episode. Uh, and hopefully you have a great time celebrating the upcoming holiday, regardless of what uh, version of it you celebrate. We hope you have a great time. And uh, we'll be back next week because the snark marks don't rest. Uh, you know, we're all year round, not just like Santa, lazy ass Santa. So we'll be back next week with more podcasts. Did you know that Chuck Norris never gets in the house? The house is afraid to get internal bleeding. It's not even a fucking joke. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah.